This is Ask Amberly. Welcome to the Ask Amberly podcast. I'm so excited. You are my first guest since my relaunch. So I wanted to pick someone really special for it. And you seemed to fit the bill perfectly. So you are Dr. Tyler Pansner, and you are a genetic or a holistic genetic coach, and you have a PhD in pharmacology, and you are like a wizard at genetics. So I'm fascinated by what you do. I was put on to you by one of my friends. She was like, hey, you would be really interested in this guy. He's amazing. And so I started following you and looked at your Instagram live. And the amount of information I can just pick up on how deep you're going into genetics and health it, to a degree that no one else is going. And I want you to have this space to nerd out. <laughs> so say all the things. I'll land the plane for people who don't might not get what you're saying, but you just do exactly what you do. So with all of that, welcome. And yeah, if you want to start with how you got into what you do. Yeah, absolutely. First off, thank you for your kind words. Really, yeah. really excited to be here. And for everyone listening, recording live in our studio. This is not our <laughs> A studio. This is yeah. my first time doing the in-person uh, podcast. So you can feel the energy in the air. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I've always just loved cells. I loved animals initially. Steve Irwin was my idol. I was devastated RIP when he Aww. passed away for weeks and months and I um, did my undergrad at University of South Florida majoring in cellular molecular biology okay. so I decided not to go the pre-med route they asked me if I want to do pre-med I'm not really sure if I want to be a regular medical doctor I yeah. didn't know exactly what I wanted to do so I did the cellular excuse me cellular molecular biology route and I remember my first organic chemistry lecture that they explained the molecular structure of things mm -hmm. can bind the receptors on these cells okay. and elicit some effect. And I looked down at my coffee and I remember just thinking, oh my God, that caffeine molecule bound that receptor and made me energized. Mm. It wasn't just magic happening in my body. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, so from then on, that really got my interest in pharmacology. I've always been very, very interested in natural supplements, how I can use them to enhance your life, making my own natural pre-workout supplements, putting a bunch of stuff in that you felt like you were high on something. You was, you know, so jacked up and everything yeah. back trying to figure that all out. And when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do after undergrad, I was thinking about maybe pharmacy school, but I didn't really want to have people yelling at me, giving me my drugs. I imagine yeah. a CVS pharmacist was going to be very, very stressful. And a professor recommended looking into graduate school for pharmacology and once i realized that it was about research and development so finding out something new which resonated with me a lot more throughout my whole life i would always take whatever people are doing i'd use it as a framework and okay. then spin it into something new mm -hmm. i hated doing what was already being done yes so i decided to go right from undergrad into the phd i didn't do a master's at stony brook university and i studied neuropharmacology so I, my initial interest is how substances, drugs affect the brain. At the end of the mm. day, our reality is dictated by our brain chemistry. Right. So two people could be sitting in a room in the same exact scenario. One person's anxious, the other person's super happy. Mm -hmm. It's the same reality. It's just the lens through which you view it is your brain chemistry. So if you know how to manipulate that, 
you can manipulate yourself to be calm when you want to be calm, energized when you want to be energized. So I studied neuropharmacology, studied all the different cell types in the brain, and then I ended up doing my thesis work on breast cancer metastasis. So how breast cancer cells can travel all throughout the body, how they interact with the immune system. And I was... um, giving mice cancer, doing all, you know, the lab goggle, lab coat type pipetting work with the Mm -hmm. cells, CRISPR, editing the DNA of breast cancer cells and everything. And 23andMe really became a thing. And I realized, well, what what if I could figure out how my own body works? So Mm -hmm. I got 23andMe done. I dealt with anxiety and I didn't realize it then, but really bad histamine issues. Okay. Uh, So mine was very severe brain fog, anxiety, lethargy a lot of the time. And I looked at my genome and I really started piecing things together. Oh, I have a mutation. I break down adrenaline and dopamine four times slower than a normal person. (laughs) So that makes a lot of sense. So when I'm not stressed, I feel more energized. I have higher dopamine and adrenaline. So Mm -hmm. more type A, more extroverted. Life of the party, loud and proud. That's Mm -hmm. me to a T. But when I get stressed, I release adrenaline. I can't clear that as well. So I fizzle out with intense stress. So just knowing that... Things like magnesium and other supplements that can help support that helped immensely with my anxiety. So that was natural personalized medicine based on my genes. Mm -hmm. And I was doing that for friends and family for probably the last two, two and a half years of my PhD. It was super crude workflow, (laughs) control searching, individual things in the raw data. It took forever to do like basically nothing looking back now. Very inefficient, but I love doing it just on the side. Mm -hmm. And I decided to kind of leave my skill set aside after the PhD and go into the personalized medicine space. I was a data analyst for a company doing clinical genomics. So carrier screening, let's say you and your significant other want to have a child. You want to make sure there's no risk for a severe genetic disease Mm -hmm. or even if you're pregnant, you can test the amniotic fluid to check very early for any more severe genetic abnormalities, like oh, a Down wow. syndrome okay. or something like that, or even something that would be lethal at birth. You could know that ahead of time. Or hereditary cancer, personalizing cancer treatments, which is very, very interesting. But I've always been thinking, why can't we personalize people's health to begin with? Mm-hmm. So they're happier and healthier. Yeah, They don't need these prescription medications. And they will be at a much lower risk for these chronic diseases because their cells are properly balanced. Okay. The pathways that are too low genetically can be supported. The mm-hmm. ones that are overactive can be suppressed. So I actually started around eight months ago what I'm calling holistic genetic health optimization, mm-hmm. where it's essentially like that. I best I describe it like 23andMe, but it's much, much more in-depth and advanced and custom-tailored to you. A lot of these big companies like that, they – They're serving a mass audience, so they can't Mm -hmm. be hyper, hyper personalized. Yeah. A lot of recommendations that they make can be helpful for one given mutation, yet actually be harmful for a bunch of other mutations. Mm. Okay. Wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. I took a lot of recommended recommended supplements from these types of companies, felt way worse. Through my own reading, through actual studies and stuff, piecing together myself, I realized, oh, that other mutation is why. Yeah. So I actually left my corporate genetics job around three weeks ago to do this holistic genetic health optimization the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not looking back. You know, worked with over over 120 clients now, ranging from anxiety, depression, fertility, gut health, skin health, all these different things. But to me, I'm fixing one thing. I'm mm-hmm. optimizing the cellular health, the cellular biology, and you can resolve so many different issues and get people off medications. Mm -hmm. Hey doc, I'm depressed. Take an SSRI. That'll raise your serotonin. 
what if it's a dopamine issue? They don't mm. even check these things. Wow. So I work with people to get off prescription medications to match the mechanism. By mm. mechanism, I mean how this supplement works in your body. It activates a certain pathway. We need to make sure that pathway is the same pathway that's messed up in your cells to make it be super precise. Mm -hmm. Give your cells exactly what they're missing, nothing more. Right. Don't bombard them. Like very, very few people need something like an Adderall to hijack their dopamine so they can focus. They mm -hmm. probably have brain fog from histamine from food or B vitamin deficiencies, vitamin D deficiencies that can be hardwired genetically. So. Okay. Here I am now just trying to get my mission out and just really trying to change the world, not only in the holistic health optimization space, mm -hmm. but also eventually I want this to go into the medical space. I think that a lot of chronic diseases can be prevented, delayed, or possibly reversed by right. giving your cells the things your cells lacked that led to this disease. Mm -hmm. If you give them that, is it possible to reverse it? I'm not sure quite yet, but I really think the sky's the limit for this type of approach. Yeah, well, I would assume so. Because I work with frequency, everything has a certain resonance and a tone to it. So a supplement, for instance, say it's vitamin C. It's not necessarily the vitamin C itself that's doing the work. It's the resonance and the energy emitted from the vitamin C. So when that is fed into the cells and even beyond that on a quantum level, feeding it information. And you're working with DNA. DNA is sound and frequency. So when you're working with the DNA on a supplemental frequency level and you have, say, a genetic mutation going on, the communication pathways can be jacked or open. So from my viewpoint, that's how I view it. So a mutation could be like a rusted link in the chain where all the rest of your chain is fine. The one link mm. is rusted and can't get that information down the line to create a specific physiological effect in the body. So that's why I'm fascinated with what you do, because if you can look at the genetic blueprint that someone has all the chains in their body that are communicating with frequency and tone and you can optimize that communication pathway that is a game changer for someone's health because imagine if you have a rusted part of the chain or someone <laughs> asleep in the communication <laughs> telephone <laughs> and you're like hello i'm trying to get this information into the body and part of your body is just shut down and not responding to, you can throw so much chemistry at it. It doesn't matter. You have to get the right chemistry. Exactly. Everything is a tool. You utilize it in the correct way. And if you can figure out how to utilize that tool in a correct way, it can optimize your health and make your mitochondria, ATP, all of that much more efficient. And like you said, your personal experience of histamine and brain fog and all of that. And then... I'm assuming you reverse that mm -hmm. through, yeah, through your own research of, oh, I have these genetic mutations. Let me supplement with X, Y, Z in the right amounts so that you're not just pouring cups of water on a house fire. People don't have that second part of the story. It's saying, oh, I have MTHFR, for instance, an, an MTHFR genetic mutation is like a fad word mm -hmm. now. Everyone's getting tested for it. A lot of people have it. They're not being able to methylate properly. And so then 
they're trying to have methylated B vitamins and things are still not working or they're more anxious or over methylating. So I wanted to get into that. Your idea of MTHFR, what is really going on with people on a genetic level with the MTHFR genetic mutation and how can you optimize that? Yeah, so I have a lot to say about MTHFR. Okay, go. For all of my consults, I always start with that uh-huh. just because that's common ground. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everyone has um, you know, heard of MTHFR. So to put it short, methylation, MTHFR is what allows you to activate B vitamins. Mm-hmm. Now, when you can't activate B vitamins in order to methylate, methylation is how you turn genes on or off. Okay. So what's even more popular than genetics now is epigenetics. Mm-hmm. Everyone like Joe Dispenza who – Love his work. A lot of people are talking about epigenetics, epigenetics, epigenetics. Mm -hmm. Well, what dictates epigenetics? The genetics of your methylation machinery. Mm. So all these lifestyle changes and stuff, they're definitely huge. I'll never, ever be that guy that says, take my magic supplements. They'll fix everything. Right. You know, I'm a holistic person. Mm -hmm. I just focus on the genetics because really no one else is to this degree. How many epigenetics coaches, breathwork coaches, you know, that's definitely a noble cause. I Mm -hmm. believe in that stuff, but, but this is like root chemistry that you're working with. And so if you're working with that blueprint and that platform, the foundation, then everything, it's like a chain of commands where upstream you've got the root starting point, the green flag, like, hey, all right, ready, go. If that is broken or rusted or broken down, you can't get up the rest of the We're going to get there. Exactly. Yep. yep, yep. And then everyone talks about MTHFR, methylated B vitamins. That first mutation I mentioned earlier about the mm-hmm. dopamine adrenaline, COMT mutation. Okay. So that, I see this so common with my clients. Taking methyl B vitamins makes me way more anxious due to that mutation. Mm. If people have this slow breakdown of adrenaline, methyl B vitamins help you make adrenaline and you can have very, very bad anxiety, even on a very, very low dose. I like to call it the monkey on your back feeling. Mm -hmm. I'll have clients that say, I just can't, I'm trying to like relax at the end of the day with my husband or wife or this or that. And I just can't feel chill. You feel like there's a monkey on your back or Mm -hmm. something. And a lot of the time it's due to methyl B vitamins or couple other different supplements that affect that same breakdown of adrenaline through that COMT enzyme. Okay. It's already slow. Anything that raises adrenaline will be much more sensitive. Mm -hmm. There's that. And then there's also, like you mentioned, the overmethylation. MTHFR issues. Everyone talks about how it raises homocysteine. Homocysteine, elevated homocysteine is linked to everything from cancer, Alzheimer's, diabetes, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, basically everything across the board. Like all inflammation. Basically every, pretty much every disease has an Mm -hmm. inflammatory component. You could Go on PubMed and look up any disease, homocysteine. It'll come up that it's linked pretty much. So if you don't get the proper methylated B vitamins, usually MTHFR can raise your homocysteine. Okay. Now you can have other mutations in genes that can actually help you break down homocysteine too quickly. Mm. So that means that they could kind of cancel each other out. So I see people on methyl B vitamins without getting blood work done, or they're on it for way too long, their homocysteine is too low. And that can produce similar, if not worse symptoms than having too high of homocysteine. Okay. So in the wellness scene, everyone just says, oh, uh, MTHFR, take the methyl B vitamins. And I'm here to say, you need to be checking the homocysteine levels. You need to be working with someone that understands that just because you have MTHFR and you have inflammation does not mean your homocysteine is necessarily high. Mm. There's other supplements that I talk about a lot. Betine, also called trimethylglycine. Everyone uses that for homocysteine support. 
but it's more commonly used as a digestive supplement. Okay. That very potently lowers homocysteine. So I've seen people taking a bunch of methyl B vitamins. They don't even realize that that trimethylglycine lowers homocysteine. It's in their gut health digestion blend. Mm -hmm. And their homocysteine is absolutely tanked. And we have to take them off of those things. Yeah. And we need to take things that help raise their homocysteine to do that. And mm -hmm. most people would be like, why are you raising that? But it's all about the context. Too low can be just as bad as too high. Okay. I have MTHFR. I have two MT MTHFR mutations. I take adenosyl and hydroxyl B12. Those are pre-made, ready to be used by your body, do not contain those methyl groups. I take a little bit of methylfolate for a little bit of methyl groups in there. I personally do well with that. I have some clients that even that's too much, so they have things like folinic acid. That's not folic acid. The synthetic folic acid is straight up garbage. Mm -hmm. Folinic acid is a methyl-free but bioavailable version. Okay. So you can be sensitive to these methyl groups. So MTHFR, very, very important, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Um, the first probably six to eight genes I talk about with all my clients are methylation first, because mm -hmm. again, in order to turn bad genes off and good genes on, you need proper methylation. So okay. that's upstream of mm -hmm. virtually everything. A lot of times fixing methylation resolves a good chunk of people's issues. It's frustrating a lot, even these healthcare, the holistic practitioners just don't understand these principles. They mm -hmm. mean well, it's nothing malicious at all, or they put people on these supplements that, you know, based on the genes don't make sense. Yeah. And then another problem I have is in the, in the holistic world, oh, I feel worse because I'm detoxing. Yes, that can absolutely be true, but I think it's used far too often. I feel anxious because I'm detoxing. No, it's because you're on methyl B vitamins and mm -hmm. you have a COMT mutation or okay. you're overmethylating. Can that be true for some people? Yes, but I think a lot of people, it's overused as a, hey, I know it's not working. I kind of just want to buy more time and try to like, hopefully it works yeah. out, you know? Right, like a placebo effect <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> eventually. Yeah, like the worst kind of placebo. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right. So if you have genetic expression, you can turn genes on and off, like you said. What are some big hitters that can turn on certain good genes? Yeah, so I think the, one of the major ones is vitamin D. Okay. Um, a lot of people know this. It's a master epigenetic regulator of hundreds of hundreds, if not thousands of different genes. Mm -hmm. The genes that – the enzymes that make serotonin and dopamine are regulated by vitamin D. That's why seasonal depression exists. Less mm -hmm. sunlight, less vitamin D. But vitamin D is something that I'm also very, very vocal about that people in the wellness community, holistic community – they try to demonize it. It's a yeah. hormone. Your body can make it. Right. I have mutations. I was severely deficient in the middle of the summer having inflammatory issues. This was years ago. Super tan at the beach all the time. My body, based on a mutation in the enzyme that starts making vitamin D in my skin from sunlight, yeah. is mutated. Okay. So I will never make enough vitamin D from sunlight alone. Wow. And okay. food sources from like fatty fish and stuff, that's minuscule amounts. Mm -hmm. So I need to take pretty high doses of vitamin D year round. And I see so many people come to me scared shitless of vitamin D, yeah. gutter low vitamin D levels. It's because you have an infection. That's why it's low because you're activating it. That can be true. Mm -hmm. It absolutely can. But they don't even understand these other mutations. I can't act. I mean, I can't make it from sunlight as well. I don't transport it through my body as well. Mm. And on top of that, my vitamin D receptors inside of my cells are less sensitive. Okay. So let's say you have blood levels of 70 for mm -hmm. vitamin D um, using American units. That's a pretty healthy level. Um, your cells may only be responding as if it's 50 or 60. Now, they haven't done studies that distinctly show that 
gap there, mm-hmm. but mutations in this vitamin D receptor are linked to autoimmune conditions. So oh, you can okay. kind of read between the lines here. Yeah. And this is the problem I have with people saying you always need randomized control trials for everything, this and that. Mm-hmm. What I'm doing now is way ahead of what the scientific literature is at. And right. if they prove A causes B, B causes C, I'll infer that A causes C and I'll try a natural supplement with somebody. That's mm-hmm. why I love doing all natural things. You could get over the counter. Yeah. What's the worst case scenario here? You try it. Either it doesn't work or you feel anxious or a little nauseous for a few hours. Mm-hmm. Whoop do you do? You wasted 30 bucks on a bottle. Right. You know, I love being able to be more exploratory about this. But mm-hmm. I think so many people have vitamin D mutations and they're scared of taking vitamin D mm-hmm. because of holistic practitioners meaning well, but saying that you might have an infection, which you can. But not everyone – if you have vitamin, low vitamin D your entire life mm-hmm. since you were a little kid – you really think you had a chronic infection for 25 plus years the entire time? Wow. It just doesn't really make sense to me. So I'm really yeah. vocal about um, the vitamin D aspect. I think a lot of people could benefit from supplementing it. Mm-hmm. You do want to make sure you're taking proper cofactors. You don't want to be deficient in magnesium or K. vitamin D, vitamin K as well. Mm-hmm. Um Vitamin A and vitamin D actually compete for absorption. Mm -hmm. So if you take a bunch of vitamin D, you could deplete vitamin A. So you got to make sure you balance things. So I'm not just saying no matter what, just take a bunch of vitamin D on its own. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to see, can you make it from sunlight? If I know you can't make it from sunlight well, yes, the sun has other benefits aside from just vitamin D. So Mm -hmm. I still always recommend get outside. The sun is an amazing nutrient for so many other factors than just vitamin D, but I'll never make enough from that. And I see that in a lot of people and you give people this and their symptoms dramatically improve within a few months because the vitamin D comes up and Mm -hmm. whether it's Crohn's disease or Alzheimer's or histamine, pretty much all these inflammatory diseases are dictated in part by vitamin D. Wow. Okay. So what type of vitamin D do you usually, are you recommending different types for different people depending on their genetics or like a D3 or fish oil versus some other type? Yeah. So I usually just recommend the regular um, D3 soft Mm -hmm. gels, but there even are certain mutations where so the D3 you take needs to be converted into, we'll call it 25D. Mm-hmm. It needs to be converted by an enzyme. Right. That 25D is what shows up on blood work. Mm-hmm. So you see people saying, I take all this vitamin D, but my blood levels won't go up. Mm-hmm. Well, you probably have mutations in that enzyme that mm-hmm. converts it. Right. Now, if that's the case, I personally don't like putting people on more than 10,000 IU. If I put you on 10,000 IUs for eight weeks and it barely budges, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you 50,000 IUs. Right. They actually have a prescription. I think it's called Realty. They have a prescription 25D pre-activated it's not over the counter you have to get it from a physician mm-hmm. um but i have of course i can't prescribe but yeah in tandem working with the physician right for people that have these mutations they'll have six mutations on that gene mm. they'll take fifty thousand ius nothing happens right. they don't feel good on vitamin d exactly because it's sitting there as that d3 form your mm-hmm. body wants to convert it to 25d and store it but you can't. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting what you need to store to use in your body. And that other form is artificially at these crazy high levels. I think that's why some people can get some weird side effects from starting vitamin D. Mm-hmm. So bypass that mutated enzyme mm-hmm. and give them the end product. So you the mutation basically doesn't matter. And that's a good way to put how I approach a lot of this. You find yeah. what's malfunctioning, not working. Right. You find what that should be making and you give them exactly that. And basically their body just 
you bypass that enzyme or that protein, that mutation, and then there's cells. Oh my God, I finally have what I need now. Mm. I finally have that vitamin D. Right. And the Crohn's can improve dramatically. Now, is that the silver bullet cure for everyone? Of course not. Right. I have to think of it as a pie chart or a canvas. Mm -hmm. You could have vitamin D signaling is the color green. Histamine signaling is the color blue. Mm -hmm. Methylation is the color red. Everyone's yeah. a different, we all have the same colors, but people view things as a supplement or drug uh -huh. and a symptom or ailment. Right. So I'm anxious. I'm going to take this anti-anxiety supplement. I view it as cell signaling pathways. Mm -hmm. So there's not one stress or calming pathway. Right. There's things like the GABA pathway, the endocannabinoid pathway, mm -hmm. uh, the um, cortisol pathway, adrenaline pathway, all these different things and inputs that paint your unique picture. But okay. let's find out, is it an endocannabinoid issue? Mm -hmm. Maybe you break them down too fast. CBD could be perfect for you. But another problem I have is CBD is a good example of something that affects the metabolism of prescription medications. Have you ever seen on prescription yeah. bottles, it says like, don't drink with grapefruit juice? Yeah, right. So that's because it blocks the enzyme. Yeah. 80% of prescription drugs, um, they're metabolized by that enzyme that mm -hmm. this will that this will block. So you, let's say you're taking I don't know a milligram of an anti uh, depressant drug. Let's just say a Zoloft. Um, your body may actually be reactive if you're taking double that, so mm -hmm. two milligrams. And CBD does the same thing as that. A lot mm -hmm. of natural supplements. Piperine's another one as well that is in a lot of supplements. It helps your cells absorb nutrients. It mm -hmm. also blocks these enzymes. I've seen a lot of people overdosing basically, not like, right. you know, like a heroin overdose, yeah. but they're like, I feel so out of it. I feel so fucked up. Mm -hmm. They're taking depression meds with CBD. Right. I'm very, I'm a proud supporter of CBD, mm -hmm. but doctors, holistic care people, very, very, very few of them even know this interaction exists mm -hmm. and it's really screwing people up. So like I said, if yeah. it's endocannabinoid issue, you're not on prescription meds, let's try CBD. Mm -hmm. If it's a mutation in the GABA pathway, there's a lot of things, lemon balm, GABA itself, mm -hmm. taurine, a lot of things that can help with the GABA aspect. Yeah. So it's not just get rid of my stress. Which specific pathway is it? Mm -hmm. And let's specifically support it with that nutrient. That's so interesting because, well, going back to the vitamin D, I like to experiment with different supplements and products. I test it out on myself first before I ever talk about it with a client. So I was trying this fish oil vitamin D and I am not kidding you. I felt like a man. <laughs> what, it, just like aggressive or like? No, it almost muted my feminine energy. It was okay. a very weird reaction. So- I started getting skin stuff too, like dermatitis, and I don't get that kind of stuff. And so I was like, whoa, I feel really blunted and very, <laughs> sorry, men, <laughs> but I feel very basic. <laughs> I felt like, oh, A plus B equals C, and I could just get tasks done. And it, it lost magic of my like female energy. I, there was no zest to anything that I was doing that women can have this almost like ethereal kind of feeling sometimes. And I just lost all that. My magic stick was gone. Wow. <laughs> and I just felt like I traded that in for a dick. <laughs> it was a magic stick for a dick. Uh, <laughs> pardon my language, everyone. But that's how it felt. It just, I was so basic. And 
wanted to just output work all the time. And I could do it that way, but nothing felt like it was clicking like it would when I feel like a female. It was a very weird experience. So all that to say, I got off of it <laughs> and my skin stuff cleared up. So I don't know if it was the brand itself or if I just if I don't need that mm -hmm. vitamin D, um, maybe I do. And that's why I wanted to work with you one on one, because I want to look at my genetic profile and really get to the specifics of what's unique for me, because it's more than just taking a supplement and, and saying, oh, I feel good. Let me rec recommend this to a client. Mm -hmm. That's that's ignorant. To I do. struggle with that all the time. People right. ask for general supplement recommendations mm -hmm. and something like a magnesium. That's very low risk. People could try that. Yeah. But I really don't like giving, knowing what I know, I don't like giving general recommendations. Mm -hmm. And what you said regarding the fish oil, hearing that, I know fish oil can be problematic for people with histamine issues. Mm, okay. So I think the dermatitis at least um, may have been somewhat due to histamine. But the yeah. the wanting to get worked on that part, like <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's histamine related, but hearing the dermatitis, that's definitely some type of a – you know, okay. histamine-based response for that. Like, I like using cod liver oil mm. over fish oil, personally. I think mm -hmm. a lot of fish oils can be rancid or oxidized, but... Well, and cod liver oil has retinol in it, vitamin yeah. A, yeah. right? And yeah. that helps with vitamin D. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I have seen that be problematic for some histamine-sensitive people. Okay. So, um, but yeah, the second you mentioned dermatitis, yeah. I was thinking it's probably some sort of histamine. I think histamine underlies the majority of people's issues. The mm. crazy part about histamine is people think it's just sneezing or anaphylaxis. Yeah. It can accumulate anywhere throughout your body and cause mm -hmm. issues. Joint pain, and if it's in the skin, dermatitis, hives, eczema, rashes, right. acne, brain, brain fog, fatigue, mm -hmm. anxiety, depression. Okay. High histamine in the brain, this has been directly proven, like peer-reviewed studies, mm -hmm. lowers the production of serotonin and dopamine in your brain. Okay. So imagine if you're deficient in vitamin D, yeah. so you have less enzymes to make serotonin and dopamine, and you have high histamine in your brain, double low, you see the – and then mm. those types of people take an Adderall. Mm -hmm. Now you'll have more dopamine. But it's like if you could just watch the histamine, maybe fix some possible gut dysbiosis, maybe try some lower histamine foods for a bit, see what foods mm -hmm. agree with you or not. My number one tip for people – Get skin prick allergy testing, not the IgG food blood sensitivity test. We want mm -hmm. allergy testing. I got that done. I thought I was being poisoned at my lab during my PhD. Mm -hmm. I feel so great coming from the gym in the morning and I would feel so lethargic and out of it and I would leave and I'd feel better. And I'm like, it's got to be the fluorescent light bulbs. Mm -hmm. I'm so freaking sensitive. Yeah, right. Or um, fluorescent light bulbs or maybe the chemical fumes are not doing something mm -hmm. properly. And I figured out towards the end of my PhD, this was after a while of this going on. Yeah. Um, I tried to get food allergy testing done. I was severely off the charts allergic to peas and almonds. I ate them every day. <laughs> and I was severely allergic to mice. I worked with them pretty much oh, every day. Oh, god! So I would come in wow. to lab, go check on my mice, mm -hmm. inhale a bunch of mouse fumes, mm. go upstairs, eat my lunch with peas and almonds. <laughs> And wonder why I would feel so fucking lethargic and yeah. out of it. And the reason why I felt better when I left, that's just around the same time period my body finally broke down all that histamine. Yeah. But here's the kicker. I never got a single hive or sneeze, mm. nothing. Mine yeah. goes 100% to my brain. Same thing with gluten. I'm mm -hmm. very gluten sensitive. I actually have all the genes for celiac disease, yet mm. I have no GI issues ever. Okay. That just goes to show how everything falls on a spectrum. Right. And it's not as black and white as people think. Mm-hmm. All of mine goes to my brain. I work with clients where they're bloating, 
high gut histamine. Mm -hmm. Some people joints. High histamine is linked to Crohn's disease, uh, ulcerative colitis, rheumatoid arthritis. Mm -hmm. All these inflammatory conditions right. are also linked to high histamine. Okay. Now, is histamine the only issue? No, but the best thing you could do to lower your histamine is figure out what you're allergic to. Mm -hmm. If you're not allergic to things, I also have a mutation. I break down histamine slower. So coffee, you ever see the memes where it's like uh, you have to drink a coffee, sip a coffee, and it doesn't energize you. It just mm -hmm. raises your heart rate. Yeah. That is because it's spiking your histamine. Coffee is very high in histamine. Wow. Okay. I never felt great on coffee. Mm -hmm. Now I realize why. Hmm. Tomatoes and vinegar are also very high in histamine. Okay. I thought I was doing apple cider vinegar like most biohackers. Yeah. Good for my gut microbiome. Mm -hmm. But fermented beverages, kombucha. Apple cider vinegar. Mm -hmm. Even I love pickles. I love pickles. Yeah. I need to blot my pickles off with extra vinegar. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I get a histamine response. Wow. So I break it down slow. Mm -hmm. I break down adrenaline slow. I break down histamine slow. Um, but again, knowing these things, you can kind of make a map for yourself. No matter how healthy I am, I will always be breaking that down slow. So mm -hmm. it doesn't completely derail me anymore. But if yeah. I have too much histamine in my diet, then probably for the next two to six hours – I'll be maybe 70% as productive, which with what I'm doing now, that's a big fucking deal. You know, yeah. I don't even want to deal with that. So I avoid that. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think histamine is a very under discussed topic and it's, mm -hmm. it's not just the anaphylaxis. Okay. That's really uh, insightful because I think that people with histamine or allergies or skin problem, any inflammatory reactions in their body, they're always going to assume that there's something environmental. And yes, that might be true. It might be mice for you. It might be mold for someone else. But if you can work with your genetic expression of all those things, like you said, with your predisposition to celiac, but you don't have any expression or symptoms of that. So what can people do knowing their genetic blueprint, if they test their genes and they're like, okay, I have all of these predispositions, like the BRCA gene, for mm -hmm. instance, that's a big yep. hot topic. Yep. And people will go and cut the body parts yep. off because they're terrified of this. And, and rightfully so if they're, if they lost their mom, if they lost their aunt, if they lost, you know, what are some things that if they get tested and they say, okay, I have the BRCA gene and all of those things, what are some options that they have versus cutting off a body part. Yeah. So um, regarding that, so the BRCA genes work by repairing DNA. So okay. there are thousands of cancer cells being formed every day in your body. Mm -hmm. Something goes wrong, but you have machinery to either fix that DNA break mm -hmm. so it's a normal cell again, or they'll just make the cell self-destruct to just get rid of it. Mm. Cancer happens when over time – you can't repair it as well. As you age, you lose that ability. So then that cancer cell, it, that cell's a little mutated. Mm -hmm. It sits there. It's called genomic instability. Unstable genomes. So one mutation makes it more likely to get another mutation. Then suddenly this cell starts growing very fast. Then suddenly it can avoid the immune system. I think of it as like gaining superpowers. The mm -hmm. cell gains superpowers. Then eventually, this is what I literally studied for my thesis, they get the superpower to chew through collagen. So that's how wow. they literally chew through the breast tissue. They hit either the lymphatics or the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. They hitch a ride in the bloodstream. They need to have certain mutations to survive that wild ride in the blood because okay. normally they're not meant to do that. Right. They leave, whether it's the bone, the brain, or the lungs. Mm -hmm. They set up shop there, and they grow for, I don't know, anywhere from 10, 20-plus years. So if you're going to diagnose of cancer 50 or 60 – 
that started in right. your 30s, that's in your, in your like, early to mid 30s. That's like a parasite almost, like yeah. the behavior of a parasite. It is one of the craziest thing I ever heard during my PhD was a breast cancer cell in the breast mm-hmm. can send this little thing called an exosome. Okay. That's what I studied. A little like male piece of mail throughout the blood mm-hmm. from the breast. It'll go in the bloodstream across your body to your lungs. Mm-hmm. It'll bind receptors on your lungs to recruit immune cells to cause inflammation. Okay. Imagine like a cold morning and you have a uh, auto start on your car to pre-warm your car. Mm-hmm. They're pre-warming their car. So when they metastasize, the it's inflammatory so they can oh survive there. The fact that a cancer cell in the breast can communicate with shit in your lung while it's still in the breast, mm-hmm. you know, or imagine like calling room service. Hey, make sure, you know, make sure my bed's made right, and everything yeah, for me. Before because I come, yeah. if, if they show up and it's not inflammatory, mm-hmm. there's a much lower chance of survival. So okay. why would they even take the risk? Well, uh, so regarding yeah, the BRCA, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so you basically want to avoid things that can further damage your DNA. And mm-hmm. there's things that, that – there's genotoxic stressors such as heavy metals or glyphosate. All these things can contribute to that. Mm-hmm. Age as well. But even regarding the heavy metals, there are genes that let you detoxify certain heavy metals. Okay. So you we could figure out – now, genetic tests won't tell you if you are high in heavy metals. Mm-hmm. That would be more like an HTMA testing or a blood test. But okay. it can tell you – your cellular machinery for lead is worse at removing it from your body. Mm. Cadmium or arsenic, you're fine. Right. But lead is a problem. Me personally, I accumulate more lead. Um, or you could have something, like I said, like arsenic. Brown rice is higher in arsenic. You may want to limit that. Okay. Um, I take things. I love Shilajit. That's one of my favorites for helping yeah. to remove all these heavy metals. Um, there's binders you could do as well. And then the same thing goes for mold. All these different stressors um, that can compound on top of things. But overall... It's the oxidative stress in your body as well. So keeping that inflammation low and mm-hmm. all those things I just mentioned raise right. inflammation. Um, but yeah, the BRCA mutations are definitely very, very scary. And it's very scary too because the prevalence I think is – depending on where you see, anywhere from like 0.5 to 0.8% of the population has them, which is – pretty high if yeah, you think about it um, now that's definitely not an absolute you know death sentence by any means mm-hmm. but it just means that you need to really be on top of your health um, and it's one of those things too that's why for my PhD virtually no one dies from breast cancer unless it mm-hmm. metastasizes okay because if it's still in the breasts this is obviously still very traumatic and horrible but mm-hmm. removing them as long as it hasn't entered the bloodstream or metastasized, right. the cancer's gone. Obviously, we want better therapies for that. But mm-hmm. the main goal that I focused on was how do we figure out how they metastasize and stop that? If we can catch more breast cancers before they metastasize, then less people would die. Obviously, that would mean more mastectomies, which obviously isn't great either. Yeah. But sadly, that's kind of where the point we're at now with this. So overall, mm-hmm. I think BRCA definitely – it's definitely scary and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But, you know, are there things you can do to completely negate it? I'm not exactly sure. That's a very, very complex topic. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm saying, too, if you're optimizing your cellular biology, the methylation, all these different right. things and figuring out getting checked for heavy metals if you've been exposed to it. You mm-hmm. eat a lot of fish. If you eat a lot of fish and you have a mutation in clearing mercury, very high probability that you're going to have right. some mercury type issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can use these clues to try and figure out which, I guess, detox methods or what uh, infection, not infectious, uh, what you know, toxic insult or burden yeah. is most likely to be applicable to you. 
because the downside about this whole space is it's very expensive to just test for everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think testing is important, but me personally, I use blood work as a framework for things, but blood work is checking what's in the blood. Mm-hmm. Not what's inside of your cells. Yeah. There's no blood test to see how much methyl B vitamins you have. Just test mm-hmm. the overall B12 inside of your blood. You can have mutations that lets you transport it less out of your blood into your cells. Right. You can have normal looking B12 from a blood test, but inside of your cells, mm-hmm. it's not getting there as well. Right. And if it's not getting there as well, mm-hmm. and then you also can't methylate it as well. Yeah. So let's just say you can only methylate 50% as well. Let's say you only con- let's say you only transport sixty percent. Let's say fifty for math's sake. Yeah, fifty uh, percent <laughs> of the B twelve in your blood you can only transport into your cell. Okay. Then fifty percent of that you can activate. Mm-hmm. You're only really functionally working with twenty five percent since they kind of like piggyback yeah, off of okay. each other there. Yeah, I see what you mean. So I mean, there's something that comes up for a lot of my clients is actually high levels of arsenic right now with females. So when they're trying to test for heavy metals via like urine or a blood sample, it's still not testing the amount in the brain. And so that's what's interesting to me is that they're still like, well, my tests are fine or my thyroid panel is fine, but I feel like shit. Mm -hmm. Like I have brain fog. I have all the symptoms of thyroid issues or heavy metal toxicity, but no test is showing what's going on. So there's a pituitary issue, like the the main control center of the thyroid and, and regulating that thyroid is the pituitary. So if there's mercury coming from your amalgam fillings and vaporizing into the brain and going to the pituitary, well, now you've disrupted all of the signals mm-hmm. for your thyroid and optimizing mitochondrial function, all of that. So I'm on a mission to find a test that accurately shows heavy metal toxicity in the brain. Now I might not ever see that. I don't know if they're out there. That's fine. Yeah, I'm not really too aware either. Uh, right. I think like a spinal tap, maybe, right. <laughs> but again, that's the CSF cerebral spinal fluid. Yeah. But I think mercury is more, I think it's more lipophilic. So it goes to fattier areas. I, I mm-hmm. might be wrong about that, but I think so. In it the does. brain, it does. the brain is mostly fat. Right. So, so it goes and stores How do you there. really, you can't get a brain body. Like that's why I say, same thing with mm-hmm. vitamin D, fat, Fat, like ideally yeah. for vitamin D, you should be getting a biopsy of fat or something mm-hmm. and seeing what's inside of the cells. But yeah, you're not doing that annually for no, people's blood no. work. So it's like you got to exactly. work with what you have. But I yeah. totally, totally agree with what you're saying that I think mercury fillings are definitely a huge problem for people. Well, and the heavy metals are passed down for four generations. Yep. So speaking genetically, I mean, that's insane to have four generations back. That's the generation of having lead in the paint in the walls in the house and mercury was put in contact solution until the 90s so you're putting that 90s i did not know that wow you're putting that directly into your eye going right into the brain and so it's messing up the signaling between the pituitary gland and the hypothalamus and then the thyroid gland and all that so anytime someone is presenting a symptom to me about you know, my thyroid, I I feel like it's off, but the panel's not showing anything, or maybe the panel is showing something. It's always, I always say that glands especially are a response to something going on. It's a signaling response to something deeper is going on here that you need to look at. And usually it's a toxicity problem. Mm -hmm. So I'm always looking at MTHFR, all of those things. Great. But how do you support those issues even better. So the way that I work is I work with belief systems, actually. So 
from a metaphysical standpoint, beliefs are what drives the genetic expression of, like you said, genes are hardwired. Mm -hmm. So you, I think you you can mentally like, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. like meditation Mm -hmm. is literally voluntary controlling of your genes. That's like a very Mm. strong belief system. So like placebos, they've done remarkable studies of people resolving themselves just by thinking a certain way. So I totally, you know, it's as hardwired as I am as a scientist Mm -hmm. in the genetics, like I'm totally on board with all of that side of stuff as well. Yeah, and they have studies showing that emotions it's like gasoline on the fire for a thought so if you have an emotion like joy for instance it actually physically unwinds the dna they show this in studies yep. so you got you got to unwind that dna in mm-hmm. order to access the gene and then you yes. wind it back up and then it's inaccessible you can't express it so yeah that's epigenetics 101 people mm-hmm. which is dictated by methylation cycle so i just love how the one thing i've learned everything affects everything yeah i feel like (laughs) you know like you could look google any two connections for things right and you'll find something Mm -hmm. there so fascinating yeah the more that i know the more i'm like oh i actually know nothing like (laughs) you know nothing yeah what the dunning kruger effect i think yeah we're like yeah yeah the more i learn i'm like Mm -hmm. i know (laughs) fucking nothing yet i see people knowing a fraction of what i do yeah speaking way more confidently and it just you know, you're at the beginning of that curve thinking, you know, it all, you know, it's, a, it's an yeah. endless pursuit. The body, we're never going to know everything about the body, at least bare minimum in our lifetimes. So right. it's always a constant hunger and desire for new knowledge. And mm-hmm. sadly, most doctors don't, they talk the talk, they don't walk the walk. Yeah. You know? That's not even just doctors. There's a lot of most, a lot of people in the world do their job when that's happening mm-hmm. and then they leave their normal person. Now, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Everybody's yeah. different. Um, but in the medical space, you know, when people's health and possible lives are at stake, it can be frustrating. But at the same point, I don't expect everyone to be like me where every constantly right. overanalyzing everything. What happened with this, this or that? Tyler, you just woke up having a bad day. Like, no, there is a cellular reason why that mm-hmm. happened, you know? Definitely. And the belief systems that can affect your expression of your genes. So a belief of I am not safe or I'm not worthy or if you have shame in your body, that's one of the lowest frequencies. So that will tighten that DNA. You can't express those good genes mm-hmm. worth a lick at that point. And probably if you're- especially in a lot of, you know, I'm betting probably a lot of genes that are related to PTSD and stuff. You know, they like Definitely. childhood trauma can mm-hmm. permanently epi- – well, not permanently, but throughout right. your whole lifetime epigenetically mm-hmm. make you – have a much higher cortisol response, response mm. to stress. You know, that initial traumatic event right. shell-shocked you. Mm. And, you know, there's those things, you know, like psychedelic therapies can help with that or, like, some of the Joe Dispenza retreat type stuff. I mean, he yeah. was doing some crazy stuff. They're doing, like, tear samples of people crying mm-hmm. during meditation and breakthrough sessions and stuff and seeing what the epigenetic changes are. And I just can't wait to see what that data shows. But sorry to interrupt. That's cool. No, I yeah. love that. No, all of that is so... That's why it's like the more you know, it's just everything is a tool in the toolbox and utilize it. I say that all the time. Yeah. Tool in the toolbox, tool in the arsenal. That's literally how I, right. yeah, spot on. It's just like stories that we tell ourselves about what's going on with the human body, but we're so complex. But at the end of the day, it's also so simple. If you provide an environment of joy and being able to process emotions efficiently, because our culture is so 
we're intolerant of the lower frequencies like depression, sadness, anger, all you suppress and you hold it mm -hmm. in. You don't talk about it because there's shame involved. Yep. And the more you don't talk I'm about broken. it, the more, something's yeah. wrong with me. And the more it grows and grows. Yep. And then you give that life and then that affects your genetic expression. Yep. And then, then you're really screwed with, okay, well now when you take a supplement or an SSRI or whatever, yeah. you're just not working with the proper root frequencies to support all of those things. Maybe those things would work better if you're belief system or i guess if you're releasing that shame in a proper way uh, it can open up a whole world of supplements now being able to work yep. properly and genes opening up to express in a much more efficient way for the body no absolutely and that's a really good point too that you know i'm a big supplement guy mm -hmm. but at the same point if you have all this unpacked trauma and stuff yeah all this suppressed emotions, your belief system isn't in line with your proper, I guess, like goals in life, mm -hmm. or however you would say that. Even if you have a mutation in serotonin signaling, mm -hmm. and I give you boost your serotonin, you know, I definitely do think you can get some level of improvement, but you will never mm -hmm. be your best self unless you work through that. And that's something that the past few years I've really been, you know, branching out more to that aspect. You know, it's all, there's no one right way. Genetics are very important, not everything. Minerals are important, but not everything. Mm -hmm. Nutrition, same thing. Belief right. system, same thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, you need the total package. You right. can have no more trauma to unpack. You're eating like shit. Yeah. You can be worse off than someone that eats great mm -hmm. that does have that unpacked trauma. Right. Uh, that, that did work through that. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I really think that makes a lot of sense. And, like, I've been looking a lot into the neo-emotion release therapy type stuff mm -hmm. where people can – yeah release these emotions and yep. people do it soberly guided by mm -hmm. people yeah um dr gonzalez is someone that i follow and he does a lot about that and just getting people to release these stored they don't even know what's happening They're yeah just releasing all of these feelings and traumas and whatever and like they're getting instant resolution of things. Mm -hmm. So there's multiple ways to skin a cat. You know exactly. what I mean? I don't view that as competition or this or that no, there's different things for different people exactly. but the one thing that i do like about my approach is even if somebody isn't doing everything else right, mm -hmm. even if they aren't unpacking their traumas, they're not eating great, they're not exercising, yeah. they're just very in a really deep rut. Right. Giving them the right supplements can be that initial catalyst for them. Mm -hmm. I'll never say that the supplements can outwork a horrible lifestyle, but people, especially people that are in good shape and genetically, you know, gifted mentally, this or that, just get off the couch and go to the gym. They don't get – people don't have the energy, the mm -hmm. anxiety. They can't even right. push through that. So – but giving them some of these supplements, maybe they can get that energy, that boost. Yes. Even if it's a 20% instant energy boost. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to go for a walk today. They go outside for the 20-minute walk. Wow, that wasn't so bad. I feel better. Boom. Momentum mm -hmm. got started. So – Yes, I work with a lot of, you know, people that are very health conscious that want to optimize or that have been through the ringer. They do everything right and mm -hmm. there's still something wrong. Yeah. But I also work with some people that really are just like doing honestly everything wrong. Yeah. They need some <laughs> momentum. Yeah. And these supplements can be that initial catalyst mm -hmm. that they need because especially in the wellness community, you got to meet people where they're at. Yeah. You got to take the world for what it is. You mm -hmm. can't just tell everyone – do all the breath work, do this, stare at the sun in the morning, mm -hmm. do the infrared sauna, this yeah. and that. And like some people that is so, we forget how extremists we are, even though 
we obviously all believe that it's the right way to do it. We're yeah. doing the right thing. It is extremist to mm -hmm. normal conventional society. So yeah, meet people where they're at and the supplements. Yeah. Take the pills. They can make you feel a lot better. Don't think they're going to do everything. But mm -hmm. like I said, I really have seen people get that catalyst. They start doing the walks. Then they start. Once you start, actually people lose hope. Mm -hmm. Even if you feel 10% better for two days in a row, oh my God, there's hope. Yeah. I'm not always going to be like this. Mm -hmm. So many people are stuck in a rut and just assuming this is the way life is and they're right. accepting that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's our job, not as a genetic, just a genetics coach, not as not as a metaphysics coach, not mm -hmm. as a need emotional release coach, not as a medical doctor. Our job is to give them hope and try to, you know, right. bit by bit piece it together because mm -hmm. no one person can fix everything. But yeah. I think the future is going to be this multidisciplinary, exactly. like clinic type thing. Mm -hmm. But problem is you have all the uh, big hospital systems buying out the uh, oh, yeah. places. And then again, <laughs> the big kicker is, you know, economic times are harder than ever now. Mm -hmm. And all this stuff isn't covered by insurance. Yeah. That's I'm realizing now. In my PhD, broad-eyed and bushy-tailed, I have all these ideas to change the world, but it's the logistics yeah. of doing that. Who's going to pay? Yes, yeah. Tyler, great. You can fix everyone of their depression. Who's going to pay for the DNA kit when they can't even afford rent? Yes. And that's where it's like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. You're right. The world's not that easily fixable. There's a lot mm -hmm. bigger pieces involved. Right. No, totally. And I think that you know people can say, okay, I have all these tools in my toolbox, but what's right for me? And I think you can utilize anything. Like for instance, my hair was falling out. I was going through an extreme stressful situation and my hair was falling out and I tried everything, every supplement, every kind of like Tai Chi acupuncture. I tried all things. And the thing that worked was doing emotional freedom technique, which is like a, um, like the tapping solution. And you tap on acupressure points on your body as you say, your beliefs out loud. And now that you doing that or like you're working with a practitioner me. that's oh, doing that? I went on their website, the tapping solution okay. and looked at a free meditation that resonated with me. And it had to do with fear and I'm not enough because I was trying to help someone who I couldn't help. And so for me, that was really hard for a practitioner like myself I feel like who, a failure then you know totally, yeah yeah i'm the same totally, way you, yeah. take, you absorb that and feel mm -hmm. like you're failing but yes. you've got to remember how many other doctors failed them before you right and they're being okay but i feel like you're like me we're very mm -hmm. energetically sensitive people to all of that yeah. and we want to help so bad and it's a definitely dagger to the yes. gut yeah yeah so you're saying so, that so that that scenario not being able to help them was the catalyst for my hair, hair falling out. Wow. Yeah, I had so much fear in my nervous system of I'm not enough. I, it was going through a crisis. Sounds like extreme imposter syndrome, if you will. Yes. Like I failed them. Like, am I good enough for anybody? Totally. Yeah. I was like, what am I even doing? I can't even fix my own hair falling out. You know, it was all of that stuff. And so when I worked with the belief, I did it one time, cried like a baby, and it immediately stopped falling yep. out. And that was back in October. And now we're in February. And I still haven't had oh, wow. a problem. Wow. That yeah. recently. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that Well, was, your hair looks great now. Thank you. So. But yeah, it was very... And it, having that hair loss is so like traumatic. It, there's like shame involved and just your identity and all of that stuff. It's just... It's so stressful. It adds on the stress when you have a lot of fear. And mm -hmm. anyway, I was able to shift it because I got to the root of the belief. You know, it might not be the same belief for everyone who has hair loss, but and there might be other genetic well, factors. It's, it's, regardless, got to be some low frequency based thing. What yes. that actual tangible thought is, that narrative is different, but it's some low frequency mm -hmm. 
negative, exactly. bad epigenetic, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Or it could have been heavy metal toxicity. It could have been anything that just triggered that response in my body. And so I got to the belief, shifted it. And the other thing that I'll say from a supplemental standpoint, because I think supplements are so grounding for people. I think it's a very tried and true way to help work with your body's chemistry in optimizing your function and your efficiency more than even because beliefs are hard work, if you will. You have to get to the root of it. That's why I hold the space to work with someone one-on-one because we're not trained as human beings in a Western culture to identify what our emotions even are. So I'm able to hold that space and identify those patterns and say, hey, have you thought about it might be shame, it might be guilt, it might be, you know, all of these things because I'm trained in how to identify all that and how to shift it. But for someone who's just like, okay, well, what's going to work for me? I would suggest something like supplementation in a very educated way. Speaking of supplements and brain chemistry, one way to support your brain's chemistry and therefore your belief systems and your genetics is BrainMD. This company is created by Dr. Amen, a psychiatrist and neuroscientist. I've tested this myself and some of my favorites are Everyday Stress Relief and Brain and Memory Power Boost. They also have ones to support OCD, ADD and ADHD, anxiety, focus, memory, and more. Check out BrainMD at BrainMD.com and use the code Dr. Carter for 10% off. Now back to the podcast. The like for me, I'm super sensitive. And so energetically, I will take on a lot of people's stuff. I'll take a heavy load during my day. And one thing that's really helped me supplement wise has been collagen. So it'll change actually my thought process, mm-hmm. my ability to withstand. I think it lowers. Stress. I th- I'm pretty sure it lowers cortisol to some degree. Okay, too, which makes well sense. then that would make sense. Which you wouldn't think of being a joint type supplement. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Right. That's the thing. I, I was assuming that. Okay. Well, this is just really grounding because you're working with animal frequencies. You know, it's really the tried and true way of just getting a really Mm -hmm. caveman-like chemistry in your body. And that is grounding me and making me less susceptible and vulnerable to other people's energy in my world. So that helped create better boundaries for me too. And so collagen and other supplements that I take that work for me, and I'm viewing it from a metaphysical standpoint, mm-hmm. but I'm sure from your standpoint, well, it's probably they're, they're, just so they're much chemistry. synonymous to some degree. Yeah. They have to be interconnected. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there's no way that it's one isn't universally true. I right. just think one of them is clearly infinitely more quantifiable. Like you said, tried and true, but that doesn't mean that, you know, DNA is just a storage of information. Right. They're actually starting to do artificial life where you could download imprint you know dna put it inside of a you take everything out of a cell put artificial dna into it and you can actually um you know create artificial life you can store i forgot the memory amount in mm-hmm. one in dna how much you could store in, in like one thing of dna it's it's remarkable oh and it's just it, again it's accessing that information and mm-hmm. Whether you're considering it the methylation opening it up or the energetic at the end of the day it's it's opening up yeah. you know what i mean right. and it's as much as I'm, you know, a nitty gritty nerdy scientist, yeah. very spiritual as well. And mm-hmm. whether you want to call it the vibes, frequencies, chakras, you know, mm-hmm. like you can feel when you connect with someone's energy or like things like, you know, deja vu or like I, you could tell 
if your significant other comes in the comes in the house yeah. and they had a horrible day, you could be on the opposite side of the house and you mm-hmm. could feel something's up. Definitely. And it, there's no other you could just feel mm-hmm. that. So it's just I don't think we're gonna solve what that is because no one's gonna be funding that. Like mm-hmm. there's no there's no immediate financial incentive for mm-hmm. that. So we're not gonna actually know know that. But people that are highly energetically sensitive or have mm-hmm. done you know inner work, spiritual work, etc. Right. That have felt this phenomenon. They know what I'm talking about. You guys that are listening know what we're Mm -hmm. talking about with that. And the people that just out at this point, I really don't doubt anything at this point. I hear I hear the most crazy, crazy, hippie, woo woo, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, sure, it's plausible. Like, I don't write anything off anymore. Mm -hmm. But like, do I necessarily accept it as fact at face value? No, of course not. You wait for the studies or at least significant pieces of data. Like to me, I think anecdotes definitely are data. There's Mm -hmm. enough anecdotes for something. And I think um, no matter what the genes say or this or that, if you feel better doing something, do that. Mm -hmm. If you feel worse, take it out. Like the genes can point to something. You try it. As much as we know about the genes, there's a lot more we don't know. Yeah. So all the information I have may be telling you this is good for you. There could be other genes that we don't know anything about yet that are making it the bad thing. But I would say mm-hmm. that's probably at least nine out of ten times it's you know it's matching right. up. But then you just replace it. All right, this calming thing didn't work. Let's replace it with another thing that does the same mechanism. Mm-hmm. But it may have other minor things. So it's kind of like a – Yeah. You rotate things in and out. But okay. um, that's yeah, it's really interesting regarding the – belief system that emotional release that you had regarding Mm -hmm. the hair you know i've heard about like gut issues depression yeah you know like fibromyalgia type stuff but Mm -hmm. very very interesting no i tried all of the hair loss supplements too like every single one of them nothing i tried serums i tried everything the cellular machinery was clearly in such a fight or flight Mm -hmm. shameful state no matter what Mm -hmm. you give it all the nutrients and cofactors that you want and if it's not ready to i guess you know change if you will you know Mm -hmm. i i swear with all i know about cell biology i swear the individual cells that make up a human being sometimes a lot of the times are i think they're smarter than the human they make up yeah how all of these cells (laughs) know how to do all this right and then they create this person that sometimes is just like not a great person yeah. <laughs> at all and just really just doesn't have it all together and it's just like yeah. these cells are just doing these amazing things and you're not trying to you know yeah you're eat. not honoring your cells yes <laughs> yeah. yes yes it's just so yeah. it's just so so fascinating yeah it's like you're an asshole you you, you don't deserve your cellular genetic makeup yeah <laughs> give them back yeah yeah, yeah. Let, give me in on that you don't have that genetic mutation um but no i i think that your work is fascinating and i love that they, I mean, my world and your world connects in such a way that it's like looking at the fundamentals of our world and you're looking at our fundamentals of our human body. And I work with the fundamentals of what creates physical reality in general. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that we're both technically working with frequency in a way. um, But you can look at it from such a biochemistry, very grounded viewpoint. But at the end of the day, it's still working with those fundamental tenets of what creates everything that we're looking at right now. So I think that your work is definitely cutting edge and more people need to know about it for sure. And I'm excited. Likewise. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that 
if you're working with the fundamental frequencies of what creates the world, like belief systems, for instance, so the CIA and, and government agencies and things are always working on these things. They've recognized it. So like Dr. Dean Radin, for instance, he has done so many studies proving the effectiveness of ESP and remote what, viewing. What are they, they ESP? It sounds familiar. Extrasensory perception. So oh, it, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like remote viewing. The CIA and the Army and all of these government-run agencies will utilize this technique to locate remotely an enemy or you know where a bomb is is hidden they'll and they have studies showing that they'll take a random person off the street and try to get them to remote view something and with 100 percent accurate accuracy they'll find it now by remote view meaning like you can close your eyes and they'll say okay where is the key in this house and they'll remote view meaning clairvoyance so yeah, they're yeah, utilizing yeah, yeah, yeah. imagery yeah, now, in their mind yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah trying to access the frequency of where the information of a key would be in the house it's frequency it, frequency works outside of time and space so you're going beyond like a thought for instance doesn't operate under the construct of time and space so meaning if you're sending a thought or receiving a thought from somewhere it doesn't lose its energy or effectiveness or clarity by way of travel so if it's traveling like a car or a so bullet, there's no whatever. energetic decay basically exactly like there's no gravity doesn't affect it it doesn't break it down as or degradate it as it's traveling so thoughts are beyond time and space so energy is also beyond time and space so you can think of your friend right now in mexico and you can connect with that energy you don't have to physically travel in order to think of your friend. I get what you're saying. Right. Yep, 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 yep. So your belief system works the same way. If you have a belief, the undertone is information. It's a frequency. And so it stacks and forms density. And so that's what's forming the human body. But DNA, the transcription of all of that, the unwinding of it, the tightening of it, the expression of it, all of it is still – it's like an orchestra – with symphony your, yes yeah, I, it's funny i use the word symphony yeah yeah we use a lot of the same yeah that's so funny and yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's everything working in concert yep. with one another so you really could work with any tool and get a benefit from it or not get a benefit from it so i would invite people listening to this to just play out of curiosity like you were saying earlier test out things go get the allergy test go test your blood work go test if this supplement works today maybe it won't tomorrow especially females on a cycle so you're oh that's a whole another a whole another game of things that <laughs> yes. you know me is i'm not training that in the phd at all and then yeah. as, um you know the wellness space is predominantly women as well so mm -hmm. that's a new thing i'm starting to learn that certain protocols at certain times of the month for certain women you may need to moderate those and you know that's one of those exactly. things that at the end of the day we're all learning too mm -hmm. you know like what well, you're doing extremely cutting edge what i'm doing extremely cutting edge so yeah. like we don't have a perfect tried and true formula so mm -hmm. like you know i'll have people reach out to me hey i'm suffering from tourette's let's just say yeah and while i've never had distinct experience with tourette's mm -hmm. you never know unless i call it looking under the hood of the car to see mm -hmm. what's there yeah if we correct similar pathways that for people without Tourette's, you could have similar mutations. 
maybe we can get some improvement. And I have seen some improvements in things like mm-hmm. that. Now, I got to be honest with people, though. You know, there's no guarantee for this stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you, your life can improve in many other ways aside from just that. A lot of yeah. people say, I only have one problem with this anxiety, let's say. And then I talk to them more and I'm like, okay, well, it sounds like you actually also have histamine, gut mm. issues, like longevity may not be that great. Okay. So it's like <laughs> longevity, damn. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. But it's just yeah. like, well, that, it's just like they're older. You can kind of see how they're oh, aging oh, and okay, stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought there was like a timeline on your genes. Like you might die at 40. Oh, well, <laughs> no. that bothers me a lot. I saw, yeah. I saw there was this guy that was saying how I think Dana White from the MMA or UFC was saying mm-hmm. how. He had some guy tell him that he could predict when he could die mm-hmm. within like the span of a month, which is just absolute fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like, I could tell you what you're more likely to die from. Right. Like my uh my grandma, her mom, her mom's mom, they all died of pulmonary strokes or embolism. Oh wow. So okay. blood clots. Yeah. Um or strokes. I don't know if I said that. Um mm-hmm. but and then when my mom, me, my brother, we all got sequenced, we're looking mm-hmm. My mom has a mutation in the factor five gene. So okay. that's what is the, in the clotting cascade. Yeah. Means you're more prone to blood clots. Mm. My brother got it. I didn't get it because it's not guaranteed to be passed down. Okay. My dad's side of the family has some cancer. I got that gene. Am I that worried about it? No. I'm doing my best now. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to limit that. It's just crazy to me that you could see that like, I don't even need my dad. My dad did get sequencing done recently, mm-hmm. but like I didn't even need to see him get it done initially because I could see anything that my mom doesn't have. I look just like my dad. My dad's clearly my fucking dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, you could kind of infer those things. Yeah. But like even when I need to get, I need to do this with my brother. If you try to prick blood out of his finger, mm-hmm. he squeezes as hard as he can. Nothing comes out. Wow. Because his blood, that would be some viral like, content. His finger next to mine, <laughs> brothers with the different, I mean, it's a very good visual thing to see. Wow. But like imagine knowing, dating. imagine knowing there's things you could take. Baby aspirin's good, but like yeah. natokinase, seropeptidase. Cystis. What about vitamin K? Does he have like a mutation for that? Or? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember off the top of my head. That does affect blood dynamics yeah. as well. Um, But that factor five is very clinically relevant for strokes and stuff. So mm-hmm. like imagine if you could know he needs to be my. I put my mom on some of these systemic enzymes. Mm-hmm. Imagine you could know the top three ways you're most likely to die, and you could kind of supplement around mm-hmm. them if that makes sense. Right. Now, it's not guaranteed. It's yeah. not guaranteed you, you could die in a car accident. But at least you know? you're optimizing and giving yourself a fighting chance. Exactly, and that's yeah. another side of longevity. People talk about glutathione, um, you know, like like that decline with aging or nitrous oxide, which is very true. But mm-hmm. there's also things like the blood clots, you know, yeah. and I guess nitrous oxide could mix into that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, just really fascinating how the sky's really the limit because we still know next to nothing. I know. About all this. I mean, same <laughs> thing with your space too. And I feel like yours almost has, yeah. even has even more room to grow because mm-hmm. we know literally fucking nothing in the yeah. literature about it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, is there really any actual like scientific literature like around that? I think that NIH yeah. is considering biofield, your bioenergetic field. They're now mm-hmm. recognizing that as true, which yeah. that is – a pretty big deal. But aside right. from like the meditation studies with brain activity, mm-hmm. is there really much like actual hard science around that? For everyone listening, so, that's not because, you know, I'm not buying that. Like I'm all no, sold right. on you're, that. You're you know what I mean? Like it's just, it, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. From a, I totally get that from a scientific mindset. That's what interests me in metaphysics in the first place, because my background, I was a researcher for an Alzheimer's and dementia unit. So I, did. I saw you saying amygdala, amygdala hippocampus. Yeah. And that's, I, I knew there was some, some background in that. For right. Sure. So I did a bunch of research and then 
I was doing something else. I opened up my practice and I was helping people with, I was an exercise physiologist and seeing clients and someone told me, you're a psychic medium. And I, I was so offended <laughs> because my intellectual yeah. high horse, yeah. you know, you go there, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah. I went to a university. This is totally offensive. And so I was like, you know what, if that's a thing and growing up right outside of New Orleans, well, clearly this is a thing in my culture. So let me look into this scientifically. Is there research to back this? And that's what kind of catapulted me forward because all my clients I was seeing prize in front of me and I'm talking to them about exercise. I'm, I don't know what's going on. And so she was telling me, Oh, your, your energy and all of this stuff. So I went and looked into it and I was thinking if I could catapult someone beyond those emotions and get them through those roadblocks mm -hmm. that they're having physically about, I want to lose 15 pounds, but you know, my mom called me fat when I was nine. And so even if they're working out they're they're not going to lose weight because they have a belief system mm -hmm. in them that's blocking them from that. So if I can get to that pattern and dissipate it with frequency. And so it doesn't, it feels like you might have that belief, but it's really far away. You can kind of feel almost like a distant memory or something. It's, it's over here instead of right here. I mean, I can feel it. It may just be so suppressed mm -hmm. and buried down there, you know? Exactly. So then when they work out, they get the results and the effects mm -hmm. versus before it was just like running into the wall. And I'm so curious to like the epigenetics of that, you know, because mm -hmm. what, Clearly, the epigenetics change, whether it's for glucose transporters, for exactly. insulin sensitivity, or fatty acid mobilization, or all those things. Are we know? just unwinding DNA when well, we're working well, with beliefs? You well, know, definitely are. But I'm just thinking yeah. too. You know, people think of that type of stuff as more stress response, PTSD, trauma. But regarding the, it's interesting the side of body composition, losing weight. You know, if you mm -hmm. could, depending what aspect the gene. I mean, the, the belief is around, you know, I wonder, exactly. have you ever worked with people like with autoimmune conditions? Yeah, I have. So that they need a lot of grounding frequencies. So by grounding, you mean like negative ions? From yeah, the negative earth? ions, okay. but negative ions are detoxification, right? So you can, yeah. you can keep looping back to like biochemistry, uh, epigenetics, genetics, all of that. Even if I'm working with metaphysics or frequency, it's still all like in the same realm of things. So, I mean, you can look at it, you can use two different languages, but it's the same kind of yep. thing that you're worried. It's the same book yep. we're reading. Yep. It's just two different languages, one Spanish, one English. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's literally just right. how, how the body's working. At the end of the day, if you're getting results for people and changing them, mm -hmm. like that's really what matters. All the right. data in the world, great, but like I said, go by the symptoms. Yes. Go by how you're healing, how you're feeling, and it's yep. like, even if something's a... Even if it's a fucking placebo, mm -hmm. even if you're taking a supplement and it's some, I've seen people taking garbage supplements that yeah. are low dose, probably doing nothing. People say, I feel so much better. Great. Yeah. Right. Great. You're feeling better that the mm -hmm. end goal is happiness and good health and vitality. It's, you know, at the end of the day, that, that's great. right. Exactly. No, I totally agree with you. I think that at the end of the day, just do what feels right for you. Yep. And that might change on a daily basis and that's okay too. So I think as far as testing in the metaphysics world, 
I think it would be fascinating to do a research study on looking at the DNA. Is it unwinding as I'm talking to someone with their belief system and how and the time scale of that? Yeah, exactly. The sequence of events and everything. Is it when they're sleeping afterwards? Mm -hmm. Maybe sleeping could help with that more. Is it lifetime? Yeah. Yeah. So there's room for research studies. Um, And there's a lot of research underground, too. There's self-funded research that, you know, they're not getting peer reviewed articles in the science that we from an academic standpoint, look at, but there are so many scientists and so much research, especially in the like CIA realm. And they have hidden a lot of this because if you know the, how to kind of hack into electromagnetism, mm-hmm. which is what everything I mean, is. ESP would be an amazing asset. So they, yeah. if they could quantify that, harness that, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're burying that shit. They don't want, they don't want that seeing the light of 100%. day at all. 100%. Yeah. So I mean, weren't they trying to do that sort of with the, what was the one where they're giving they're giving people acid to try and mm-hmm. like mind read with dolphins and shit and yep. like try and train them and stuff and it's yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they know that this works, yeah. but they're hiding it beca- for, you know, specific reasons. So there is research out there. There there is validity to all of it. It's just, you know, underground research and scientists who are doing the work themselves to get this information out there. But there that's were... such a noble cause too, because mm-hmm. you're not going to get peer reviewed. No. You're probably going to be exiled and shunned totally. by all of your peers. Yeah. And you're doing that because you want to do at least what you think is mm-hmm. the right thing and right. get closer to helping people. And that's a crazy noble cause because so many people just turn a blind eye. Mm-hmm. You have to be as loud as possible to get this stuff out to the masses. So thankfully technology is helping us and oh, yeah. and the people who are in the science realm, which I was one of them, I don't want to be seen. I struggle with that, but I'm pushing myself to help people mm-hmm. better their lives and get this information out there. Mm-hmm. So I love that you're in this space and being as loud as possible. And I just want to thank you for I'm, that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And it's one of those things too, that even I struggle with that, believe mm-hmm. it or not. I've always been a loud person, but mm-hmm. like, I think how to word this. Like I struggle with thinking, I help certain people with a certain thing I want to share about it and be loud about this. Mm-hmm. But like, but for some people, it may be this or not that. And yeah. sometimes I catch myself thinking I need to know everything, have it be so bulletproof. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Tyler, you fucking help people with yes. shit that no one else could help them with. Fucking say it. And then exactly. if it doesn't work, kind of what you were saying too, like if it doesn't work, if I can't figure out something for somebody – I'll literally sit there and be up mm-hmm. all night becoming an expert on, you know, mold or this yes. or that and trying to do these protocols or whatever. I, I, lately now, I want to take the content more seriously and make my mm-hmm. voice louder because I know it fucking works. Yes. And like when I first started to get haters, I know you got to brush them away. But like someone like me, I take that stuff to heart. Yes. Well, way less now. And I just don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. The genes don't work this or that. And that was honestly before I worked with probably like I said at least 120 130 people now when yeah. it was first starting out I knew that it worked for like mm-hmm. friends and family but you know how much will it really work for people that have no connection to me yeah friends and family always have a little bit of a bias yeah, you know yeah, like yeah, yeah he helped yeah. me whatever you know like <laughs> sure my mom works, yeah. I know it works so well but like she generally has yeah she hasn't been sick since she started this stuff and she used yeah. to always be sick wow but again, that's amazing seeing yeah. Going outside of that bubble, mm-hmm. but now getting more confidence. But it's like going on American Idol, and this whole time your family's been like, "Yeah, you can sing," and you go on, and you're horrible. <laughs> exactly. No, 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 no. That, yeah. that, that was the initial feelings that like I had, and that's yeah. why like I was, I was charging next to nothing for myself. I was still yeah. working my other 
critical right. job. So I was mm-hmm. able to do that. But the first couple dozen people, I was undercharging totally super, super low because mm-hmm. it really wasn't about the, I had another source of income. It mm-hmm. wasn't about it was about like a proof of concept and it keeps working and working and working. And depending on the person, it's like a pie chart. Some people can be 20 percent genetic. Some people are 80 percent genetic mm-hmm. for their issues. Right. And um, some people feel, in their words, cured within a, one to three days because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, my God, like this is the, and that means they were mostly genetic. Some people right. I work with them after, you know, we get blood work done six, eight weeks in and they're like, I have more energy. My anxiety is better, but, you know, still some gut issues, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, OK, that signifies to me like. We'll try to make a couple more adjustments, do a little deep. Then eventually hit a point where unless you want to like pay me to do like hardcore research, yeah, where, like right. which you know, it just doesn't at the end of the day, I can't just be dumping tens of hours mm-hmm. into it if I'm trying to right. figure all of it out. Yeah. But eventually I need to say, based on the Send genes, them to me. <laughs> you or I could say based yeah. on the genes, you may have higher lead, go to an HTMA person. Exactly, so I can at least right, right. sort them to the right next place, the, right the, person. No, the, the most probable next. Yeah. I don't know for sure, but based mm-hmm. on the genes, I could point you that way. Right. But again, yes, yeah, some people it's 20%, some people, mm-hmm. but every human being has mutations. Yeah. These mutations, it's, we're not talking about one in a million. Some yeah. like 40% of people have these mutations. Yeah. And I think everyone can benefit to some degree. And I like to tell people too, people say, I feel good every day. Okay, well, you know what you think is a 10 out of 10 day. You slept great, you woke up, firing on all cylinders, what if I told you that was only a seven or eight out of 10, mm-hmm. you know, cause as I've gotten better and better at what I do, like now I'm just like bouncing out of bed. I have so much energy and like, I need to take stuff to calm me down at the end of the day. Right. Not cause I'm anxious cause I'm so fired up. I love what I'm fucking doing. I yeah. fucking love my, I'm, I'm working really hard right now. I'm not playing hard right now. Yeah. I'm building this, but I love what I fucking do. Yeah. I'm like, where's the limit here? Like how much mm-hmm. better can you really feel? But me personally now, this is, I got blood work done. My free testosterone was like through the roof because I've been taking my sleep priority, this or that, mm. taking the right stuff. I feel the best right. I felt, but I'm actually taking the least amount of supplements that I've ever taken. That's amazing. Um, and, you know, that doesn't mean I don't experiment with things here and there. Yeah. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If yeah. your blood work's coming good, you can't get too overly, overly, overly stressed about the health. Mm-hmm. If one biomarker is off and you feel otherwise great. Right then is that really a huge, huge concern? Because exactly. again, your normal range for – like the normal range for things can be like 100 to 2,000. Mm-hmm. And like that's crazy huge. Yeah. So like you're – like a lot of people for cholesterol, mm-hmm. you can have genetic mutations. So you just produce high amounts of LDL cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Um, and those can be very high. You go to get blood work done. And my wife is like this. She's in amazing shape, was a D1 athlete, takes – Works out all the time, just like me, in amazing mm-hmm. shape, very high cholesterol her whole life. The nurses will always call her and say, hey, we got your blood work in. Your cholesterol is high. You should try diet and exercising. And it's like, clearly, you weren't the one drawing the blood out right. of her veiny musculature, muscular arm. And like just wow. saying that LDL itself high across the board is just bad. Yeah. Look at the lifestyle. Look at everything else as exactly. well. And yeah, so your actual ranges, your idea. That's why I like getting blood work. At least once a year, possibly twice a year if you can, to have that baseline. Because mm-hmm. once you do start to get older, right. issues are bound to happen eventually. Yeah. If you have that baseline twice a year or so throughout your whole life, you could see what your normal baselines are. Because mm-hmm. if you never have blood work, something comes back, it's on the low end of normal, 
a normal doctor would say you're fine. A functional yeah. doctor may say this is a problem, but if it was normal low, that same level your whole life, mm-hmm. but you didn't test it, you right. may think that's an issue. Pay out the wazoo for all this other exactly. bullshit when really that's just your genetic baseline. Mm-hmm. Well, and the the parameters have changed within the last like 10, 20 that years. Is, that is so crazy. I was looking at the free testosterone levels from my free testosterone. I think it was like eight. This was years ago. Super mm-hmm. low. I was way overstressed. Too much stimulants. Yeah. Too much working out. Not enough sleep. I, well, I too much work in lab. And I refused to not keep working out so hard. Yeah. This and that. And <laughs> stress, I was just stress. literally yeah. like the levels of like a prepubescent girl. Yeah. Like just <laughs> so low. Like so much yeah. stress. Um, and I forgot the range. But the range that was maybe three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. And then now I think it was like 256. So okay. it went up like wow. 38 fold. That's amazing. This is the highest I've seen it before. Yeah. And then, but the range went downwards because it's off the normal population. Mm. The normal population is getting sicker. Yeah. Most people know that the fertility crisis is coming. Right. A lot of people are going to be infertile. Hormones are getting fucked up from yeah. the endocrine disruptors, the cosmetics, the microplastics, the mm-hmm. this, the heavy metals, this and that, all these different endocrine disruptors. And it's crazy. They do that. They even did for the developmental stages of like toddlers and children. Mm -hmm. They readjusted those. Oh, God. Because now children are developing slower. Yeah. But as long as you change the goalpost, Mm -hmm. you're coming out normal. There you go. it's crazy to me. I think the levels I have now that were off the charts for free testosterone Mm -hmm. would have been normal for somebody 30 years ago. Yeah. So they're doing that a lot. And it's really crazy that they just like sneak that in. And people don't look, people just look at it if it's high or low. Mm -hmm. Like people aren't old doctors and reading this shit. Regular people say, okay, it doesn't say anything's red. So I'm good. Exactly. I could talk to you all day long. (laughs) I actually want you back on the podcast because I want to do, well, I want to work with you one-on-one for my own genetic profile. So I think that would be interesting to talk to everyone about what that looks like. Yeah, some like tangible examples and stuff for sure. Yeah, and then it's kind of hard to mm -hmm. wrap your. I gave some examples, but it's hard to wrap your head around how deep it can go Mm -hmm. and how much you can. When I'm explaining these things, people are like, their jaws are dropped. Holy shit, this has been me my entire fucking life. Yes, because those mutations have been there. Exactly. Life. Yes. So but, yeah, I'm we really could excited. go forever. I, I know. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> we could. Literally. Well, even down to like you having so many, you can have numerous mutations on one gene. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that stuff is just fascinating. So I'm so glad that you're doing this work because it's so needed. I feel like healthcare should be like a team of individuals yep. and not just one doctor who is prescribing or not there. You need the full spectrum, or like five separate specialists that don't collaborate at all. Look right. for drug interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so fuck. Exactly. So, um, so hopefully we're on the cusp of developing more of those. I know more portals and stuff are trying to come out like telemedicine and involve individuals like us. So, I have hope for the future, but, but all that to say, I'm so grateful that you came on the podcast and I definitely want you back on and we're in Austin, Texas at the biohacking Congress. Uh, so that was fun. Great. That was my first biohacking non-academic mm-hmm. conference yeah. thing. And yeah, it was definitely a breath of fresh air hearing people talk about not just their cell gene mm-hmm. thing, but acknowledging the overall health aspects. So. Yeah. So it's been fun. I'm so glad we got to meet in person and because you're in New York. I'm in Louisiana right now. So so thank you for being here. And how can people find you on your – do you have a website, socials, all that? Yeah. So drtylerpanzer.com, 
no period after doctor okay. for the website. Um, and then doctor.tylerpansner. I'm on Instagram, um, TikTok, Facebook, Dr. Tyler Pansner, and uh, LinkedIn, just Tyler Pansner on that. So, uh, yeah, anyone interested in hearing more about this holistic genetic health optimization to this really hyper-personalized degree, I think everybody can benefit. So anyone, any questions at all, feel free to reach out. And thank you so much for having me. This yeah. has been so awesome. Like I said, first in-person podcast in a studio. And I must say, I feel pretty, you know, professional and, oh, yeah. and spiffy and yeah. important. So thank you. <laughs> well, you are. You're, you're all those things. And spell your last name for people. P-A-N-Z-N. E-R. Okay, good. So, and Thank I'll you for clarifying the, that too, because yes, everyone botches my list. That's what I figured. Yeah. 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 And I'll put all of that in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Some exciting news. You can now join the Ask Amberly Club, which is a monthly membership club for $19 a month. You will have access to two discounts specific to this podcast episode. One is for testing your genes with a saliva sample. And the other is a specific collagen that I take in order to ground me and help me with my hair. It's specifically tested for heavy metals, so it's a clean product. You can get your special discount codes by joining amberlycarter.com slash the Ask Amberly Club. Plus, with this monthly membership club, there is a free Q&A webinar each month asking me all of your health questions. You will also have an exclusive $75 discount on private one-on-one sessions with me and a 15% discount on all of my eBooks, previous webinar downloads, and courses. You can join today for $19 a month at amberlycarter.com slash the Ask Amberly Club. Hope you join. Oh, 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 o